come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, where a movie talk show podcast comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, in our quest for total world domination we hope that you will help us in that goal by hitting that like or subscribe button wherever you found us because all of that stuff helps us get found by other like-minded folks like you uh hey we want to pay it back also right now this week you can go onto our social medias and you can suggest movies that we will watch in january of 2021 as part of our viewers choice month uh you can suggest like two movies yeah <laughs> i want to put that out there right now this is after Preferably- a week of our facebook being like um, you should watch them all Preferably <laughs> movies that we have not already covered as well and we're gonna we're gonna put this up for to you for a vote next week. So next week, check back, and uh, you're gonna be able to vote on a couple of them. We're gonna watch the ones that get the uh, most votes, and of course, we get to do any kind of. We're reserving the right to do any tiebreakers. But uh, where can they find us? They can find this on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Go on over to our Twitter at Sat Freak Show. Uh, you can email your suggestions to us. Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. And you can find it also on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. These are the internet radio superstars. Holly. Michaela. Sean. And I'm Colin. And tonight, your guide for tonight's movie is... Sean. Colin. <laughs> this is Colin, you're all trying to, <laughs> Colin's trying to push this off on one person. This as is much as he can. Yes, uh, yes, I created the show, but at a certain point, I'm not responsible for my creation. <laughs> uh, tonight, we watched a movie called Bloodbeat. Do well, I have a feeling? Buy? Oh yeah, what? I have a feeling Sean's going to push off responsibility for this too. So probably. I mean, well, I'm the only one who made. I'm the only one who made decisions on here. Oh, give me a, give me a, the director is, I hate his fucking what? name. Do you know the year? It's Fabrice Ange Zafratos. Zafratos. Oh, fancy. I, it is. We're, he's going to be Fabrice from now on. Are we, are we familiar with Fabrice's work previously? <laughs> uh, you are, because you just watched it. <laughs> one movie. It. And out. Oh, one got. movie. It is, he has got this one director credit. Shocking. Was this his thesis? Was this his student thesis in in school? Uh, I mean, no. This was a a drug fueled. This was a drug fueled romance story, Holly. You know, honestly, Holly, I, Holly, I honestly feel like that's a little insulting to student film. I feel like I've seen some student films more cohesive than this. I mean, yeah, uh, I've seen some really bad student films. Say, it does. Pretty, I've seen some pretty bad ones, but that, I mean, there's a scene in the middle of this where the two adults are in the painting room just yelling at each other, and that is—it's got to be verbatim those things that <laughs> film students. I was a film student, so I'm making fun of yeah, everybody at this point. But it's one of those things. The film students are just like, yeah, man, this is like they're in this room and they're arguing, but it means so much more. Like it's that exact scene that all film uh, yeah, filmmakers so- want to do. The whole movie, I was like, the whole movie, I was like, film student vibes, and then that scene, I was like, that's it. That's that the was, scene. yeah, that one hurts. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't yeah. watch it. I'm like, oh, I've been, I've been, I've seen that before. 
<laughs> but like student film directors, see, here's the thing. Like you said, it was a drug fuel thing. Do we know uh, what his drug of choice is? What uh, gave us? Uh, I think it's cocaine, Colin. Good old cocaine. Cocaine gave him the I'm uh, pretty inner, sure cocaine inner, uh, uh, voice yeah. or whatever to, to to try and get his uh, uh, subconscious his inner samurai. Yeah, <laughs> get his inner samurai. I would have thought something more hallucinogenic. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like I, I mean, you know, I they got high. Uh, yeah. This feels like a ketamine K-hole if I've ever seen one. <laughs> but this, this is like, like it's, this is LSD. one of those things where like the the director has like we may be completely be- bewildered by the uh result, but the director is one of those guys who goes in, you know, psychedelics or whatever he's got going on and he's like this is my masterwork. Right. This is they're totally going to get what this means. And so uh, yeah, this we have to sit there that- and try and decipher it. And if we do, we like we earn some kind of prize. Right. Because he's is listening far too to this boring of a movie to be inspired by psychedelics. If this is psychedelics, <laughs> there'd be a lot more shit happening. That's it's far true. too dull to be. There's, like, yeah. sam- there's samurai warriors that glow with like some kind of uh, electric uh, spark and people shoot the last shit out of their. Minutes. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, it's, a Christmas little, movie. it's too little, too late in this movie. And it's a Christmas movie because the Saturday Night Freak it Show is. will not let you down. Uh, we've got a Christmas pick here, so you can we'll celebrate let you down in some ways, but not others. What year was this movie made? Uh, 1983, okay. the magic year, Colin. That's right. The supposed wonderful year. This is a good case against it, but here we are. Um, not all winners. The movie yeah. uh, also, like, I, I went back and looked it up because, of course, you know, you said Blood Beat, and I know that it's uh, currently on Shutter, which is where I watched it. But uh, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, because, I mean, I was I watched, like, everything that came out. You know, I worked at a video store. I saw everything. So I went back, and I'm like, did this movie come out? And I did find a Trans World America Entertainment or Trans World Entertainment video box cover of Blood Beat. Ooh. So I can confirm that it was released on these shores in the year 19. Well, at least I don't know if it actually came out in 83. It was filmed in 83. At some point, it, it got here. Yeah. Um, good. Filmed in the wilds of uh, Wisconsin. Of good old Wisconsin. Uh, uh, hop, step, and jump away from us. Yeah, isn't well, it just of west of it's west of Madison? Is it Sugar Grove? Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Sugar Grove, Wisconsin. Right. Uh, you'll know the area because whenever you uh, go there, I mean, it's like kind of when you cross the border. Wisconsin's a magical land. When you cross the border into Wisconsin, uh, there's no, it's not fire. No, no, no. You haven't heard the the sound of the chanting Gregorian chant and the classical music that just kind of emanates from the trees, comes up out of the ground, pile, piles down on you from the sky when you walk in when you cross into Wisconsin. I mean, this movie accurately represents this because there's classical music like wall to wall in this movie. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you didn't you know that the state song of Wisconsin is O Fortuna? Yeah. By Carl Orff. Yeah. yeah. Carmina Burana, Burana or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You're really just saying cheese and brats in Italian though. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um all right. So uh, I mean it felt like Wisconsin. Like that's uh yeah. It did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah like did. the first fifteen minutes I was like this is like my family's fault. Right. Like, this feels yeah. right. First 15 minutes, I'm like, this feels depressing. Um, I'm feeling it. <laughs> the, the bleak winter landscape of Wisconsin. 
a lot less snow than we would have expect for uh, for Christmas in this movie. Um, all right, so um, Sean, I mean. You know, I know that it's our job to sit here and kind of like analyze and, and figure out what's going on in this movie. Um, sure. It, it hurt my brain. I got to tell you, just, you know, coming fresh off of watching it. So why don't you tell right, us what right, this right. movie's about? I, I, I'll i try, Colin. Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, here we go. From, from what I gathered, um, uh, uh, a son brings his girlfriend home to meet his mom. Boom. Synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Uh, at some point, she becomes possessed by the ghost of a samurai. The daughter. The uh, the son's girlfriend. The son, oh, yeah, Sarah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sarah uh, okay. becomes uh, yes. Now, when you wait, uh, we wait. We the audience is saying, "Wait, what?" Possessed by the ghost of a samurai. I They're making the same, the same thing, jump that we had to make yeah. because if it's you, that quick. If you have further questions about the samurai, we don't know. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, people, that really is as far as our knowledge of why it's a samurai. Um, I, that's as far as it goes. It is a samurai. I yeah. can't tell you why. There's apparently um, a director's commentary on the Blu-ray that Vinegar Syndrome put out for this. I have not listened to it. Spoiler, I'm not going to listen to it. So uh, we may never know where the samurai idea came I don't from. believe Again, you, Sean. <laughs> Sean, I don't think there's ever been a director's commentary you've been able to turn down. Uh, it's going to be this one. Yeah, you'd have to buy it first. Uh, I mean, the, the most obvious uh, go-to reason is because somebody in the, the cast, crew, or production had a fucking had samurai armor yep. set that they had easy access to and said... Right. We got to make a movie using that armor. And right. some people get an animatronic T-Rex, some people get samurai. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not right. all movies are created equal. <laughs> um, but man, this makes Tammy and the T-Rex look Oscar worthy, man. They at least had like a discernible plot. At least supporting actor Oscar worthy, I would say. Mm-hmm. When we say discernible plot, I mean it is uh yeah, you're we're pulling teeth here to it's, try and it's threadbare. Okay. Yeah. So the why why is this samurai attacking this uh family? Well, first when the uh when all the kids first arrive, um the mother is something of a what's a better word than fucking weirdo. Uh she's like a I'm, psychic. I'm coming up short. Well she's, she's like a, she's a psychic artist. Well, let's talk she's, about this woman, she's right? She's like spiritually sensitive. Yeah, yes. I would say she looks like a cross between um, Shelley Duvall and the actor Anthony James. Anthony James was the uh, the brothel owner in Unforgiven. You remember him? <laughs> I think he was the barber in that. High Plains Drifter. He's like got a pockmarked face. Oh, I have to. We got a Anthony James. Uh, okay. I mean, like when I was looking Sounds at her, I'm like, you put a wig on Anthony James, and that's that's you know that's him. Um, and she's a poncho wearing, so it's like okay, she's like former hippie or something, flower child. She does have one outfit. That's right, short hand for one outfit for the entire movie. And she's just an odd bird. Uh, when we meet her, right? Like we meet her right off the bat, and there's like a domestic drama going that's taking place between her and the hunter Gary. Um, right where he wants to get married and she's like, no, I'm never getting married again. And this puts their relationship on the rocks and the whole way through the movie. I'm like, are we going to resolve this? I'm going to tell them I'm going to marry their mama. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, 
I hate you. She's got a this migraine was, uh, that comes on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say in a movie where we don't know what's coming next, as we did tonight, this was a very, very weird scene. The migraine scene or the, the, the migraine I'm not going to marry you the, scene. Uh, it's well, I mean, they're all oh, right. She has the you got a migraine again. Oh, this is so fucking weird. Yeah, because he brings home. Oh, oh he, we're introduced to him first. The deer out right. hunting. And he bags a deer and he brings it home and like, come out here and check this out. It's so awesome. And she's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. She has to, you know, you got a migraine again, goes inside. Then he proposes to her. This is not going to work. I can't like try and describe what? beat by beat what happens in this movie because none of it makes <sighs> any sense. And none of it is ever what dealt with again. Time to pro- I mean, what better time to propose than in the middle of a migraine when you're stringing a deer up to a tree? I mean, it's magical, right? Good time. Right. Wisconsin. That's how things are done in Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, Holly, someone did propose at a Culver's in Wisconsin recently. It's not outside the realm of possibility up there. That's what I'm saying. Wisconsin. Did he hide the ring in a curd? No, he had the like sign change. The digital sign at Culver's changed to like, will you marry me? And like, was it oh, out in front of the sign? Oh man, I give that marriage five years. What'd you say, Holly? Was it at the world's largest Culver's? No, I don't think so. Oh, Damn, not, not even at the Is that in Wisconsin? That's yeah. Not, yeah, it's not far from yeah. here. Oh, okay. Drive by it on 90. Culver's is, where, is the home of Wisconsin. It, yeah. So Culver's comes from Wisconsin? Well, I mean, you would because cheese curds, right? Butter burgers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> everyone smile so we can do the ding hey. yeah. mm, Wisconsin a frozen barren landscape of dairy cows and no kid uh, the um, so yeah we instantly then bring in the uh, you know the son his girlfriend uh, I believe Gary's daughter Debbie Dawn whatever also Dolly. arrives oh, Dolly Dolly also Dolly. arrives how do you forget Dolly yeah uh what's the 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 girlfriend's name sarah Sarah. okay so this is we're setting up some kind of dynamic here like when these two meet the mom and sarah they trade each other with death stares or more like mom stares at sarah and i don't recall there being the crazy uh you know uh, color change flash no but we get the we get the weird, like, springy sound effects, like, wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. Mystical like boinging is the Mystical boinging. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is how we need to describe every interaction based mm-hmm. on based on the uh, captions. There's some on I think screen, that'll be accurate. On-screen mystical boinging taking place later in this movie. Oh, get. shit. Um, uh, bravo. But, like, it's not long after they get there, there starts to be some sort of, like, mental, like, overlap. Like someone, they're seeing visions, but you don't know whose visions they're seeing. It's very shining. Like I don't know. It's it was very confusing. All right, maybe we can do this. Who's the who's the protagonist of this movie? <laughs> I am looking at a a, a panel of people <laughs> screwing up their faces, going. Um, no uh, idea, Colin. Just okay. You know, Colin, it's whoever you want it to be. Well, that's not. But that's not. Well, how it starts work. as it's it's it Gary's story. Sarah. It starts as Sarah, and then it goes to the mom. Yeah, it's like Gary, then the mom, then Sarah, and yeah. then it's one. It's either the mom or Sarah at the end. I think, and then and then Dolly at the end with the brother. Mm. 
Well, they they, team up. Whose, whose side were you on in World War Two? That will that will decide. There's also that. <laughs> There's that angle, which I did not think we were going there. Stock footage and all. <laughs> so, very surprising. I okay. did not see that coming. Uh, well, let me ask you this because I was uh, I was. Uh, this is what made me think. Uh, about that because basically you know as you're sitting there trying to go for any kind of motive at all just give me something i have no idea what the fuck is happening minute to minute in this movie and there's uh, a mystical boinging that takes place i mean the like you know actual physical version of the the mystical boinging but the uh where there's this light that the director takes these shots of this little is it a buddha statue no not buddha what would it be it's like some kind of japanese statuary and i was like oh this is you know and that's where i was like you know what the fuck is the samurai doing here i'm like well where'd that come from like this is going to be like revenge for the japanese killed in world war ii taking it out on this family in wisconsin and sure enough that's what's actually going on. The samurai explains to us. So I was trying to remember, maybe you can help me with this early in the movie. When Sarah arrives, doesn't she single out that little statue and say, make some kind of comment about it, which may be the linchpin to understanding this, this movie, like where it came from or how mom got these, you know, where something. I know they kept showing it, but I, I missed. Oh, she, she was messing with the tree. And she said, these are, what are all these? And one of them drops on the floor and he's like, all oh, these are old traditions that mom puts out and everything. And then he, he puts something back up on the shelf. I didn't see if it was a samurai. Mm. I don't think it was I'll a samurai. It was part of it though. Yeah. No, it, they're, um, there's, there's sitting Buddha. So it's not the traditional Buddha with the belly. A sitting Buddha is like a slender fit, uh, person. Oh, not fat Buddha. Okay. Cause Buddha yeah, changes a lot. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. So, um, Although I struggle to recall, I don't believe the Buddha. Buddha is an Indian, okay, right? Not not Japanese. Could be wrong. Uh, so, um, mm, confused faces all around. Yeah, we're not. Gonna, I don't think we'll get in. I don't think we'll get into the religions of the world in this podcast. That is not going to be our. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a religion expert, so no, not even going to pretend to know. So, no, so I don't know who they're offending in this movie with all this shit that's going on. <laughs> Well, this movie, uh, then, you know, it starts to do, well, I was going to say starts to do weird stuff. We're already, it's already like, (laughs) I mean, we get the nice Gothic monk music, which every time I heard it, the only thing I could think of was Ace Ventura 2. Yeah. It was like, all righty then. That's all I can think of. It's it's that that monk chanting music. Yeah, the sound of Wisconsin from now on will it truly is be known as the sound of Wisconsin. Yeah. She the, this this weird artsy religious mom is not she's not your typical rural Wisconsinite. No, because she's not a painter. No, that's how I imagine most of them. She's a painter who paints these weird abstract paintings that hang in the walls of the house that that have an effect on Sarah. Sarah is deeply disturbed buy these paintings and has to get them moved out of the bedroom that they get set up in. Um, the mom's kind of, kind of using the, uh, I think she's using the paintings to psychically spy on everyone. Like that's why yeah, they're in every room. Cause she way. can link to the painting and then watch you in your room. Okay. Did we explain, did we explain this, you know, right. The psychic, uh, phenomena that, that, that's going on. Cause at some point somebody Nothing. asks mom, like, how did you know that moms just know everything? Uh, Cause she buys a present for Dolly. Sarah. Or Sarah. Sarah. How did you know Sarah was coming? And she's like, Sarah, there's something about her. 
I've met her somewhere before. Never explained. Never comes back to again. Doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Just establishes a psychic link, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So the the kids all go out hunting. This is the next big centerpiece moment in our movie. The kids go out hunting in the woods, and Sarah has an ethical uh, dilemma because everybody, all everybody else is drawing their bows and their shotguns, and they're seeing these deer running around. And uh, Sarah, you know, this is big crescendos. It builds up to like she's watching. She just can't let it happen, and so she screams and fucks up everybody's shots and gets them all pissed at her. Then she runs off through the woods and she runs into a man minutes. who has his guts fallen out. And okay, so who killed that guy? Yeah, who killed that guy? Yeah, good question. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> you know what? I think it's a. Uh, you guys can decide who killed him. It could have been. Wouldn't it be? <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if it, if it was just like he just got attacked by a bear? No, he like, got attacked it. by the demon samurai. We just Obviously, didn't get to, yeah. Colin. <laughs> we just didn't get to see it. <laughs> it would yeah. just be funnier if so, we had a movie with a samurai well, that was killing people, and this guy just got killed by a bear. But well, I mean, Colin, I, has the like suit been activated at this point? I don't think so. It has. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, explain okay, to me so- suit activation. <laughs> She finds um, a chest with the samurai suit and she takes it out and touches it and then that's when the samurai starts appearing. But we find we find out that that's, that chest didn't even exist in the house. Right. It's chest hasn't been here for 40 so, years. So there's a, there's a samurai here in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, okay. Uh, obviously, no one gives a shit. We're going to spoil the shit, the shit out of this. So the first person that comes across this injured hunter is Sarah. We know that later on Sarah is possessed by the samurai. So are we to assume that she actually kills him in that moment and we just don't see that happen? <sighs> well, this is, this is, I know. I know. Thank you, Holly. Yeah. Thank you for I like you, the you. way that you're seriously. You. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> Uh, the no, I I think that uh, because there's a scene, I think we have to watch like wherever there's that orange flash frame where it gives you like one of those inverted uh, color dealios that happens yes. every once in a while. That is somehow vision. yeah, um, because I Samurai believe that vision. happens somewhere around the, that time. That is somehow the uh, that's her link to the thing. See, I don't even know if the thing is uh, is it her. This is the other thing. You sit there going like, well. Is it actually a ghost? Is it her, uh, like id or you know, out there operating on its own? It's like, is she actually the killer samurai? Uh, because the movie does make a case for that also until it explicitly says, like, I am, you know, but the flashback, uh, footage to World War II, it's like, this is revenge for World War II. But other than that, it ties them together because, uh, we have scenes where Sarah alone in her bed is writhing orgasmically and uh didn't look like she was masturbating except maybe with the sheet and this is intercut with the samurai we don't see him yet but wandering around stabbing people with his long sword um and then she has an orgasm (laughs) this remind you of of a scene in a movie we have watched recently which one (laughs) Uh, you'll you'll find out on our end of the year episode, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. We watched a movie recently that had a very similar scene that also made zero sense. So yes, it was a it's theme, very true. Really. Very yeah. true. Well, hey, maybe I want this on my list. Share. 
I'll tell you later, Sean. You just got to go okay. exploring, Sean. You got to see them all. Stay um, tuned for our end of year. <laughs> yeah, so she is connected psychically, and, uh, yes. you know, so basically this is some kind of like, uh, you know, that's where I was like, is it her? Like she's having some kind. It's a, it's a, the sensitive story of a young woman's sexual awakening by exploring her identity as a samurai by ghost warrior. Samurai, yeah, uh, who's out there stabbing dudes through the midsection. You just, you just wrote the uh, lifetime blurb for this movie. Yeah, I keep going back to Seinfeld. Right, that's uh, the young girl's <laughs> sexual awakening. Milan Taminsk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Raquel, Raquel, or whatever. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't see there being an episode Rochelle, of Rochelle. Rochelle, Rochelle. on Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I okay. I I have a question. I don't know if I ever actually uh, got this when we were watching it. They kept showing photos and flashbacks of a little girl. Who was that supposed to be? Okay, this is. I'm 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 all ears for this. Okay, so I'm not the only one confused by this? No, because we see, like, right at the beginning when Sarah goes into, I think, because the way the movie is shot, it's like the the director doesn't know how to stage this or put it together and they don't know how to edit it. Mom is taking Sarah into the guest room and someone, well, we don't know which one of them does it. I suppose we could go back and look at the costume on the hand or, you know, the sleeve, puts a candle over a photo of a little girl on a desk right later uh, i thought that um what's the son's name the boyfriend did did he do it i thought he did it he put the candle ted so the ted okay but you're going based on i think she did it because it all happens off camera we don't actually see like who it's just it's an insert shot of somebody putting the uh the covering up the photo right but we've got this photo of this little girl and we get flashbacks of like a little girl handling the samurai sword like there's i don't who is she and there's also when mom is painting that's when i think because mom becomes possessed at some point as she's painting like the demon takes over her left hand and starts shaking and she grabs the uh the the brush away from her right hand and starts furiously painting and it turns out she's painting i don't know if she painted a samurai because she's imagining a little girl painting Maybe the little girl paints the samurai. Is the little is, girl her? Is she that's what you know, say. linked with is Sarah? The, is the little girl the mom when she was young? Is that? I think so. That's Sean thinks guess. so. Michaela, what do you got? I think so. I don't know. Okay. Because there right. was that other go little that girl too. that was playing board games randomly with the cat. And what was her role in this movie? Oh, the other it's daughter. The other daughter. Yeah. Or the, or the daughter, I mean. The daughter. Yeah. For a third act uh, power surge, there's there's two there's two younger girls in this movie that I don't know what their roles are. There's just the one. Well, the Dolly's is the one to is to hide in the closet and scream for ten minutes, mm-hmm. which that alone made me hate the middle part of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I do love the authentic hangout, uh, you know, um, lifestyle that this movie captures of the uh, wild Wisconsin Wisconsinian. Mon- yeah, Monopoly on the red shag carpeting. Yeah. Uh, your mom reading and the kids playing a board game yeah yeah and dad like just kind of takes a cushion off the couch and plops it down on the uh the wall and sits on the floor with his headphones on and watches his tiny 13 inch tube tv um yeah because that's how it's done i mean that's how i do it Um, yeah so uh yeah so this there's 
then we get introduced to like the randos, right? Which you got to have in a movie called Blood Beat. Blood Beat because on the soundtrack we hear the escalating beat of a heart every time the the samurai killer who breathes like Darth Vader is about to strike. Um, so the first is that why? I don't. Know. I'm he's, getting, here. Uh, he's obviously getting horny. <laughs> I didn't even notice that until you said it just now. So you didn't. Oh. I got the Darth Vader breathing, but I didn't. Oh, I've got I've got a subwoofer. Beat. So I was getting the... Yeah, there was a lot in this movie that I couldn't hear. A yeah. lot. <laughs> awful, yeah, the, awful the sound The sound mix, yeah, the sound mix on this movie absolutely sucks. That's yeah. Everyone sounded like they were in the next room. Yeah, they very well could have explained who the little girl in the photo was, but I didn't hear pretty much 90% of what the mom said in this movie. No. Yeah, all the dialogues at, at negative and all the... Ah, that's all hyped <laughs> up. And I, I couldn't turn my... I couldn't turn my TV up to hear the dialogue... Because then the sex and the violence would come in, yeah. and the neighbors are going to think I'm weird. Yeah, the yes. s- the sound is. Uh, it sounds like the <laughs> whole thing's underwater. Think you're weird, Sean. That's I mean, fair. They, I mean, I live with witches. I've told you this story, so <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how weird I am compared to them. Well, the sound that's it cool, sounds that's like a clue the, to the uh, movie that Michael and I were talking about, by the way. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say it sounds like the whole movie soundtrack is underwater, like it's wild, you know, like with like a boom mic or something. They didn't actually mic anybody up, and yeah. some of this could be like you know somebody trying to EQ the thing, you know, because the print looks like it's damaged. Whatever they were able to get, you know, there's like watermarks and stuff on it, so it's like that's kind of a repair job. But just to finish this thought, right about the little girl. This does play into the end of the movie because uh, Sarah, um, when she becomes possessed by the samurai, finally and fully in the last 10 minutes of the movie, uh, is seen X-Men style, putting her hand over the um, photo and causing it to burn. Is it her photo or is it the samurai burning someone, uh, you know, of um, of great offense to the Japanese for the World War Two deaths, I can't. Wasn't it a picture of a little girl though? That. Yeah. So but that's why I'm like, who is it? Is it yeah. Sarah destroying herself? Why would her picture be in the house? Is it Mom? Uh, then uh, you know, is it the the eternal fight? Or was it the, the Japanese? We or, don't know. Or was it the other kid, the other little, the daughter or whatever? Was it a picture of her? Of Dolly. I don't, yeah, I don't think Dolly has much, much to do with this. Well, movie Dolly, Dolly end. is Gary's. Is it Gary's house or is it mom's house? See, what do we see? Mom's this, house. There's shit leaking out of my ears right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's my brain. My brain is melting. Is it, it's coming out of my ears. Is it, is it, is it, it'll is be it running blue? out of my nose. Uh, <laughs> the blue brain. What are we is going after? Blue lights uh, around here. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, this, uh, the effect that they put on this guy, well, first of all, he kills these random people, um, in well, like one of the, you know, well, I mean, it's this domestic situation that's, you know, cranked up to 11. There's uh, some guy who has like a hunter's uh, robe on hunter robe, hunter jacket in his bed with a cap on telling his thing of a hunter robe it's a buffalo plaid robe there you go buffalo <laughs> thank you oh god we're so uh, angry. i'm sorry this guy's the best character in the movie though because he's laying, he's laying there with his dog and he's just telling his wife like get me coffee oh fine i'll hey, get you coffee. orange juice colin orange there's juice. more to it than that he's spooning his dog and then holding his newspaper like trying to read it while he spoons with his dog and there's a tea set at 
his feet on the on the bed. Yeah, she brings on, a on, a, on a water bed. On a water bed. <laughs> on a water bed. I this got am happy to see a water bed on, as soon uh, on as a she movie. Put, as, as soon as she put that tea tray down on a water bed, I was like, <laughs> with the wow. giant dog on the bed too. I was like, oh my god! Like the dog's gonna put a hole in the water bed and then knock the tea tray on the ground. It's gonna be a whole thing. Oh, uh, remember she, water beds? How insane we used to be! I totally had a water bed. Yeah, I used to have one too. <laughs> yeah, it, I got rid of it. Did, did it they, they all came in that like solid oak wood framing, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. how they came. Big, yeah. Heavy-ass yeah. frame. It took up like yep. my entire room because I was a kid oh, in yeah. a small room, but I had a giant ass bed. I got rid yep. of mine because when I moved out for the first time, no apartment would let me move in with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine broke. Yeah, mine they gotta be, you know, did, do all of them break? Is that the, the end yeah. story yeah. of the, the waterbed? All I of think them? so. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but man, there's nothing. All right, like, back to the Japanese. Yeah. What, what so was the anyway, line from the, the uh, wife Pieces? In the kitchen making tang. <laughs> the what? <laughs> yeah, right. She's in the kitchen making tang. Yeah. And she gets killed. And she gets stabbed. Oh, this is our first. Uh, we still. I think at this point we still have not seen the samurai. Yeah, now we see the impaled, sword. Run through. Yeah. 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 She gets run through. Oh. And, and then Sarah what's, uh, oh. shrieks orgasmically in her bedroom. Right. This is their sexual connection at this point. So we're seeing then, a lot uh, of that. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the dude gets chased to the, I think, the door of the house. And For a then long he gets. Time. Uh, After he throws himself to escape his own house, he throws himself out of a window. Yeah. Let's see. Come on. Which there's was, a fucking killer samurai coming at you. I mean, that's, I agree with his methods. Uh, that was apparently the director uh, substituting in uh, stunting at that point. The director threw himself through a window onto the ground. Oh, really? Dedication. Never Dedication. ask anyone to do something that you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. Very true. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah. And Uncle Phil, he gets killed, right? There's another uh, family member who has a car crash, and then we see something attacking him at that point. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Is it Bigfoot Phil, is it alien in Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah um i know listener ass. you're listening to this going like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about neither do we neither do nope. we nope. um the uh but then all all hell breaks loose at the the farmhouse at this point once uh the dead dude shows up on the door um, yeah it's like some poltergeist shit like the whole house is like this blue aura everything's shaking there's shit flying through the kitchen um, it's bags of flour and shit. Gary gets pelted almost to death by cans of almost creamed corn. Like crackers almost took that man out. Yeah, death mm. by saltines. Um, I never thought I'd make this comparison, but it's just like that scene in Logan, uh, where, where <laughs> Professor X, <laughs> Professor X, is having a seizure, and everyone around them, everything's shaking. Everyone around them can't move. They're all holding their heads and. You gotta yeah. try and make it to the source to stop it. It's that is where just the, like that scene. That is where the comparison ends. Let's be clear. Yes. <laughs> How dare you, yes. Sean? Take that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I see what I see. That's it. The movie's a goddamn masterpiece, Sean. <laughs> it is. Well, who and knows? So we know maybe, where it was inspired. Maybe, maybe Bloodbeat is too. Maybe by the time we get to the end of this review, we'll be all recommending it. Um, you take that back, huh? You take that back. <laughs> Um, mouth. <laughs> well, so all this crazy shit starts happening. The uh, the demon uh, samurai warrior presents himself. Only we never really get a good look at him at this point in the film because he's uh, haloed by this blue glow that has laser sounds. Because this is the 1980s, 
lasers. Pew, 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 whenever he does anything. Yeah. Uh, he traps a couple of them in a uh, closet. Um, they scream. Mom begins to bargain. Who are you? And all this other stuff. And you're like, does she have a and connection by, with it? Do and we- by this time, she's got the body glow, too. Like. Yeah, I think this is about the but time just, when I was just like, I can't process this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, this is about the time where I got pissed off for like, just let's go. Yeah, let's, let's just keep going. Yeah, it does keep going. This is a brisk 87 minute movie. 85 minute. 87. Eight, yep. Yeah. 87. Yeah. So what's um, I don't know. I mean. The uh, so what, yeah, I don't what even... feels like <laughs> yeah what feels like the end of the movie is leaves us with about thirty five minutes left. Why does it feel like it's the end of the movie though? Yeah, it feels like he's all like you won't take me or my family. Right, like, you shall not pass. Yeah, exactly. She's all Gandalf in it with her with her glowy hands, and the thing just stops. It just stops. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she's got the power and she can tell it to stop. And you know, end of movie. We're good to go. No, not end of movie. We're not good to go. Yeah, she's got the power. that's right. I remember her because it speaks to her, not in Japanese, but in some kind of like. Uh, it's not Gollum English. What? It's like some f- super filtered, warbly, high pitched, high pitched. Yeah. You know, which I couldn't understand. I didn't get anything until the last part, where it's like, "You can't do that to me," or whatever it was saying. Yeah. That's the only part I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Which? Yeah. Oh, there's also there's another. Um, after this, I think it was after this, right? The trauma at the house where people are dying. I think maybe even it was that night. After the poltergeist activity seems to cease, Um, uh, the son goes into the room with his girlfriend, Sarah, and she's asleep and wakes her up so they can make hot, passionate love, during which uh, we are intercutting another slash and stalk scene where there's these three hunters that are out around Mm. a fire. These guys are the most like... I mean. Laziest actors I've ever seen. They're just kind of sitting. <laughs> there. A, it's like I got a chuckle out of this scene because you're like <laughs> when the guy walks guys? over and falls down, like oh, and they just the kind one, of look at him. The one, like, that oh. stand, the one that stands up and takes the log from the fire and like swings it, and his face never yeah. changes. He looks like he's yeah. just like picking up towels to fold them. Like I appreciated his verve, though that he was going to try and take on a guy who comes out of the dark dressed in samurai or- armor with his. With a samurai sword, you're gonna yeah, hit him fearless. with a fearless. flaming log from the fire that you have. That's right, fearless. That guy had the samurai fortitude. Yes, he had within him. Yeah, yep. But not good enough to take down the samurai who kills him. Each one of these, we cut back to orgasm uh, from uh, Sarah. Um, see, I don't. I can't explain that. I don't understand what the hell. Like what. Like, what are they getting at? You know, what's the greater connection to any of this? I don't know, because then, you know, the next day when we think like, OK, the the samurai thing has gone away. End of the movie. But nope. Sarah all of a sudden has her face all painted in kabuki white makeup. And right. she is now possessed by the samurai. She actually puts the armor. On. Oh, they, that's right. Because uh, Gary does. Uh, chop the samurai in half as it comes into the woods after him. 
right? right. And there's no one in the armor, and he takes the armor back, and like, burn it, burn it. No, I got it's too important. I got to take it to the police. Uh, Gary. Yeah, when Gary. she when the mom just like pops her head out to just be like, just burn it, burn it, and then goes back in the room. I mean, there's a few acting choices that <laughs> got a chuckle for me. Not too much, but there's just some where just like, oh yeah, Dad, burn it. It's evil. Just like, yeah. oh boy. I know when Dolly agrees. I mean, you should do it, right? That's uh, yeah, right. Everybody Dolly would know. Burn. Trust Dolly. Yeah. Does Dolly have some kind of uh, magical psychic powers, too? That's what we're saying. It's like this is a whole family all- full of, like, psychics. <laughs> yeah. This is a big ask, I think. In, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Because sure, I'm like, yes. is she a witch? Like, Mom, is she a witch? Witch painter? Witch wizard? Witch paint? painter. Yeah. There you go. Witch You've painter? had witch from the makers of Witchboard. Now, witch painter. Yeah. There you go, Colin. And then, you know, then another, this other witch like comes into her, into her house. She's like, Ooh, I know you. I've known you somewhere right? before. We're not going to explain where does she recognize her as the samurai was I here. You go. As you from world war two. That's right. That, that's what it is. Because mom is the little girl who was painting and played with the samurai or armor real or not. When she was a kid, because she has psychic visions, right? She oh. recognizes the samurai and she's like, Sarah it. coming in is the samurai. Her her dad killed the samurai. I'll bet that's what happened in the war, and they it, kept the armor. Uh, They're not sa- mean, samurai in nineteen thirty or forty. Yeah, Japan or grandfather. <laughs> my understanding is that samurais kind of stopped being a thing in like the twenties. Okay, all right. Well, then there there you go. World War One. No, I have no. Okay, so yeah, and it could it could have been. I mean, if, if it's the eighties, if she was. A little girl in the forties, and she's like a mom of a grown man. Like it makes sense as far as age wise. Oh my god! That it's her dad. But right? why? Why would a samurai be wanting vengeance on something that came after them if it predates like World War? II? Oh yeah, because they. Oh yeah, I forgot they flashed. That doesn't World War make II. any sense. Oh, okay, yeah, never no, mind. There goes no the window. That makes sense. I'm saying the World War II timeline can happen. That makes sense. All right. We've tried. That's it. That's as much as we can do. We tried one theory. We're not going to do it. I was genuinely impressed by that. I'm sitting there going like, oh, okay, we're actually going to pull something together out of this. Right. But, Thanks uh, a lot, Michaela. We had it going. And like, hey guys, World War Don't forget about World War II. Yeah, it doesn't work. Damn it. Yeah. Damn Just- you and your samurai knowledge. Does a movie have to work? I mean, what do you what 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 are you considering your uh like what you gotta you, buy, I mean you gotta at least maybe, buy the premise? Maybe it's someone who's like really obsessed with samurai culture from the World War II era. You, maybe you what are you saying? The you filmmaker stop. or a character in the movie? What, what are we going with here? I know I mean like in the movie, you know how like we have people like nowadays that are really obsessed with you know, the fifties and they dress with like the pompadour and all that stuff. Cause they're just obsessed with the culture. Maybe it's like that, but it's a Sam, but it's a person obsessed with samurais in world war two. Just go with me. Okay, I like so it. We can move on. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out where the suit comes into all this that they had in the trunk, you know, maybe but, their grandpa was a samurai. They, they're like, obsessed they killed, with they killed a samurai cosplayer, took his armor. But it's not even established. That they're even, the it's not even established that there was a, a real samurai trunk. That could have been a ghost trunk with a ghost yeah. samurai armor in ghost it that trunk. only appeared to Sarah because everybody comes up there and they're like, there's no trunk in this room, Sarah. Well, this there makes it right no... for sequels. If that trunk yeah. can just show up anywhere. 
<laughs> you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> well, Sarah eventually does put on the samurai or armor and goes through the house, hacking and slashing up her family. Um, Mostly, yeah. Is it before or after she chases with the predator vision? She chases Dolly through the woods. Yeah, no, that was that's what right. ended with Gary slashing the the thing. So now we're back in the house. Yeah. Sarah's possessed, um, turning colors, and stabs mom. Even though mom's right, like, can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it in the lamest chase scene down a hallway possibly ever captured on film. Um, There's a lot of lame chasing in this movie. Yeah, very true. And uh, it seems to me, if I remember correctly, Dolly, when she right. comes in the room, because we got we got a close up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. because there's some kind of the the uh, the magical Carmina Burana music is so overpowering uh, that Gary can't. It's like a force field is created by a musical force field, a sonic force field. He can't get through. Right. And he tries to come in there and stab the samurai. But does he notice that it's that it's Sarah and he can't do it? I don't know. But he gets thrown like against that, the wall. I like that. You're now assuming our characters can hear the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I think so. I think <laughs> it's coming from the samurai. <laughs> it, could, it could be. It could be. Right. It's the ghost music. Uh, there's nothing to say it's not, Holly. Are, are you telling me that the samurai is the ghost of Carl Orff, the composer of the music? Yes. Is that what you're telling me? I would yes, buy that Japanese. Movie. Yeah. I'd be more willing to get on board with that. All right. That's what we're going with. All right. So Carl Orff's, Orff's ghost now possessing yep. this woman. Uh, and uh, so Gary's been thumped against the wall. And Tim, the boyfriend, is... In Ted. horror, is he dead? Who's the no, one who? Ted. Oh, Ted. Oh, Ted. Sorry, <laughs> Ted. Recoiling. Ted, not dead. I'm Ted. <laughs> I'm Ted. I'm Ted. I'm Ted. I'm Ted. So, all right, are we done with this movie? <laughs> uh, almost, I think. Right, because okay, yeah. so, but Dolly has uh, superpowers as well. She comes in and takes Ted's hand, and together they form. Uh, like this some kind of wonder twins, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, they, like it's the it's opposing like the end power. Of of the galaxy. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, whole it. it yeah. is. Wow. See, see how many, how much influence this movie has had on Hollywood. <laughs> Specifically, we're, Marvel. We're like the only people. Specifically, who have seen Marvel. This movie. Um, we're gonna get letters from people who have actually watched it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm convinced that I like, would like to know if anyone oh, has watched do. this besides Sean's weird friend. Please. Yeah, we're on an island. I think <laughs> <laughs> the people have seen Blood Beat. Uh, or in a, yeah. we're now in an exclusive club, but that's why we do this, I right? So. Because <laughs> you want to go seek out. Right, where else are you going to even hear about this movie? Yeah. Um. So how do they defeat? Uh, take us home, Sean. How do we defeat the evil samurai ghost uh, at the end of the movie? Well, they wonder twins the samurai, and I mean, we just watched it. And I forgot. That's okay. Michaela's what got happens? it. No, I re- Wonder Twins is the last thing I remember. Holly's got I it. Have- <laughs> I I feel like that's what it was. They Wonder Twins the Samurai and it disappeared and they walked outside and the credits rolled. Okay, I don't remember right. either. I remember the Wonder I Twins. Think that's what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be it. Oh. I think that's my it. God. Uh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't remember. Does the armor disappear? Does it glow something? He doesn't explode or go on fire or anything. I, I don't recall. I think we just go with we don't remember. Yeah. I think it cares. <laughs> Yeah, I think it glows and then disintegrates. There you go. And poor Sarah goes with it. So she's not saved. We don't know for sure why her, she has this link with the armor. So many questions are unanswered at the uh, end of this movie. I'm going yeah, to venture to say mom, all the of them. mom dies. Yeah. She gets stabbed, right? Is Gary okay? Where's Gary? He's knocked out on the floor. I think he's still alive. In the, okay. the Right? Because he came in with the knife and then got thrown back. But maybe he's dead. Gary? Yeah, they just right. leave him, right? You right. figure they're the, the two survivors of the movie are coming out of the house at the end. Uh, so Gary must be dead. I'm going to go with Where's he's dead. Gary? Dead. The cat's dead? Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead? Yeah. All dead. They would have. If, if they were alive, they would have came out at the end of the movie, and only the two of them did. Well, that's another cat that died in a movie Sean picked this year, then. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And the deer. I think that's it. I, I th- I, maybe a, I, you know for for reference a deer runs by as we fade to black i'm yeah. pretty sure that's how it ends it's like the departed ending the rat all right so we're giving up on this that's what we're saying yeah this i movie, think so this i movie, think you're gonna compare this to i gave up on this movie a long time ago Colin. Yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> okay well uh that's okay we still have uh, a lot of show left for you because we got a a lot of email or sorry, we got a lot of mailbag tonight, so uh, we're just gonna go with that. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so to do that, we're gonna have to summon our mailman Igor and bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why? Thank you, Igor. Thanks, Igor. We should get him a samurai suit. Hmm. Yeah, he does. He does love Ninja Turtles three. It yeah. is his favorite movie. Turtles in time. We'll, we'll get him a little known Christmas. fact for everybody. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then just wrap it. <laughs> Colin's in. like, yep. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, well, we want to remind you how you can get a hold of us uh, to participate. Write in, and Igor will bring us your mail. You can write in on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Freak Show. Twitter at Sad Freak Show. Email Saturday Freak Show at Yahoo.com or Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. Well, MF Mad, the keeper of the Saturday Night Freak Show Wall of Fame, wants us to know and wish us a happy freak anniversary Saturday Night Freak Show. He says, Eight years Aww. ago, you welcomed us down into the dank, dark basement to listen to as you waxed poetic and shot the shit about your favorite movies, and we haven't stopped listening since. Aww. Aww. we That's did uh, i think we we did our own little reminiscing reminiscing on the chat i think after this kind of mm-hmm. figure out when we first came into this and and, and how uh, what our first episodes and, were yeah and how we yeah. finagled our way onto the podcast yeah eight Aww. years that culminates Aww. with the showing of blood beat about tonight's movie michael <laughs> yeah, whitaker die after this one <laughs> <laughs> michael whitaker writes in and says Ah, the Christmas Samurai horror movie. That old chestnut. Uh, Amos Martinez says, I just finished watching this for the first time, and I have to say it was definitely unique. This was one of the most bizarre things I've witnessed in quite some time, but I must have enjoyed it considering I ordered the Blu-ray before it was even finished. What? Wow. That's a bold move to order before you even finish. I wish I had that kind of money. Is bold the right word? 
Outlaw <laughs> says, oh, man, first Night Killer, and now this. You guys are really on a roll with these weird and wonderful movies. And Sean is right. This is totally a Christmas movie. Keep up the good work, you freaks. <laughs> Greetings from the, the Netherlands. It is weird. Oh, hello. Hello, Netherlands. Oh, hello, Netherlands. Maybe maybe it. this maybe this makes mo- movie makes sense in the Netherlands. Just not here. So it should have been no? set in French. the Netherlands and not Wisconsin. The director. I think the Netherlands, I think the, the I think they understand the movie. Like something clicks for them that does not click for us. It's probably maybe. probably the French. If we don't understand it, there is no understanding. Yeah. The director, maybe. what was the director's name? He's a French guy, right? Making movies in Wisconsin. Yes, so, he's French. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> about last week's movie, which was The Curse of Frankenstein, Simon Carter writes in and says, You bastards. I'm drunk right now and weirdly emotional. Emotional about Hammer. The building that was home to Hammer for many years has recently been pulled down. It was really sad to pass it and see the scaffolding and construction machinery destroying Bray Studios. It was a pretty cool site. The building was on the banks of the River Thames and kind of copied the California style, having columns and art deco art deco styling. It definitely stood out, but was cool for a movie nerd like me. Anyway, I'm sure it'll make for a great episode. Oh, that's kind of sad. Oh, a piece oh. of horror history. Yeah. Cool so is it things like that that are listening? Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. the Oakley Court? Oakley Court, though, is still standing, right, Simon? I think that's a hotel or something. Or did they tear that down, too? You let us know. Uh, Jacob Laws says uh, Christopher Lee is awesome. He's in Curse of Frankenstein, obviously. He says he was a British Special Forces soldier in World War II. His cousin, his cousin was Ian Fleming and uh, an inspiration in the creation of James Bond. He pretty much did everything didn't he yeah if you don't know about christopher lee's backstory read it because he that dude was awesome yeah you got to go uh oh. check out what when did we really talk about christopher lee was it dracula ad 1972 i can't remember because he's like a metal singer too if you in at like 80 years old christopher lee making heavy metal holiday albums mm-hmm. he was a badass in so many ways yeah mm-hmm. he's a jedi life and a, yeah and a jedi uh <laughs> nelson nascimento writes in and says i always liked hazel court uh from curse of frankenstein in the man who could cheat death too that's like a Ooh. it's another hammer horror movie it's kind of like a picture of dorian gray death? and uh dr jekyll and mr hyde put together she was also uh, in the raven we didn't mention that the peter Lorre and uh vincent price Boris Karloff movie. Uh, Peter Gatt says, let's take a vote. When you think of Peter Cushing, what role comes to mind first, Baron Frankenstein or Professor Van Helsing? Tarkin. Was the only- I know. I was like, oh, that was the only two options because mine's Tarkin. <laughs> I think mine would still be Van Helsing. I like the other ones better, but I still think of him as Van Helsing. Okay. Yeah, I think now I see him as Baron Frankenstein, but I think, yeah, Tarkin is probably, but between those two, I think now I've seen more of the, uh, yeah, Frankenstein. For the previous week, we watched a movie called Fire in the Sky. Jonathan Holt says, between Colin's comment about Igor's pus straw back in the Manitou episode and this week's meat jelly comment, if you guys go for the hat trick, I might actually vomit in my car on the way to work. Love you guys. <laughs> I mean, those are two really gross movies. We're just calling it like we see it, man. That's yeah. true. 
Yeah, you go. You got really disgusting in that episode, Kyle. <laughs> you were really going for it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad it worked. Travis Legler writes in and says, when you guys started talking about Mel Torme, I had to laugh. I just remember the judge, Harry T. Stone, on Night Court loving him and that Mel Torme would appear on the show from time to time. Man, I want to watch some Night Court right now. Night Court. There you go. I don't know that I've ever watched Night Court, but... Okay. It's interesting. Uh, Lisa was a Harry Anderson, right? Richard Mall. You remember with the, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Padgett says, I really enjoyed the talk about male actors from the nineties. There are some really good ones that seem to have just disappeared. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like yeah. Craig where did Sheffer, they go? Craig Sheffer. Gone. Probably. To well, they'll come back for, they'll come back oh. to these nostalgia shows now. They do. And a lot of them show up in like Hallmark and Lifetime movies. A lot of them. Which honestly is why I watch them. <laughs> <laughs> if you stick around long enough, Riverdale will hire, hire you to play some kid's dad. So that's true, right? That's and I'm true. convinced. And I'm convinced Cobra Kai is just lifetime for dudes. Mm-hmm. I like it, it too. It basically, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's it's got those elements that you love, but they're making it for us. I think. Yeah, I love Cobra Kai. To get to, it's it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, G Money says. Let's just talk. Uh, can we just talk about Cobra Kai instead of this movie? We're going to erase maybe, this shit. Patreon, Patreon episode, episode, Sean. That's yeah, right. Don't give me anything away. Uh, okay. G Money says uh, Altered, the movie Altered from the co director of the Blair Witch Project, is a gem that's right up there, but the roles are flipped with the alien extraterrestrial being the one held captive. It's fun to watch. Interesting. There you go. Uh, Grant Parrish echoed our sentiments and said, yeah, Sean, never get out of the truck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a kid at heart. And sometimes I just be like, Ooh, shiny lights. And I get out and I wander away. Yeah. Well, Bill Hainer says the aliens in fire in the sky look like hillbilly aliens from Jebulon. Pat Nowaki said they look like Groot, which I think is what we said on the actual show. And yeah. Happy L said the examination table sequence is freaky. It's horrifying. Yeah, that's stressful. That's right. Gave Holly nightmares. She was unable mm-hmm. to sleep for a week after that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous week, we watched a movie called, I oh, know, sorry, it was a couple weeks ago, of unknown origin. Bevan Dedabant Ventura said, after Peter Weller killed that rat, I was waiting for his wife to come home, see the dead rat, and just casually say, well, at least we know it's for dinner. That would have been I a mean, good like end of that movie. That's yeah. a better that's, if John that's Hughes would have it. Yeah, that would have been the yeah. Chris Columbus ending. Oh yeah, it's like a very '90s ending. Yeah, at least I would have laughed. It would have given me. We did, but <laughs> that's the joke we made in the chat when uh, at the end of that movie we made a Kevin. What did you do to my room? Yeah, joke. Yeah, but that, there you go. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. Evan gave it to there us. It is. Uh, we'll, we'll send you a special medal in the mail. Uh, so, uh, about uh, a long time ago, we watched a movie called Waxwork. Pat Hetfield just listened to our episode and said, uh, another thing about director Anthony Hickox is his father is Doug Hickox, who directed Theater of Blood, which is a good horror movie slash black comedy starring Vincent Price. In fact, I remember reading in Fangoria that the only reason the father directed Theater of Blood is because Anthony Hickox loved horror movies and wanted his father to make it so there you go that's right if you so stick cool. stick with the Why saturday night freak show long enough one. you'll find out all this stuff about even movies that we yes. talked about a while ago yeah um never stop learning 
And Pat also <laughs> had some suggestions for us. So we want to remind you, go on over to our social media and leave us a couple suggestions for our listeners choice month. Now we're going to go around the room and tell you what we thought of tonight's movie, Blood Beat, starting with Holly. <laughs> Holly is going first tonight. Holly, what did you think oh. about tonight's movie? Movie, quote unquote, Blood Beat. Um, well, tonight's experimental student film. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we've we've made no secret that this movie sucked and it was confusing as all hell and and pretty much, and despite sounding cool in parts when we say like there's like a ghost samurai and demon possession and psychic abilities, it's not as cool as that sounds. That is yeah. that is very misleading. Very misleading. No, go watch go watch Ninja Three if you have yeah. Yeah. any desire to <laughs> watch anything that sounds cool about this. Go watch Ninja Three. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's at least that a is, canon. That is a great movie. point. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That is a great point. Um yeah, no, there's nothing redeeming about this movie. For 87 minutes, it felt long as fuck. Every everything in this movie took way too long. Way, way, way too long. Um I think this could have been like a 30 minute segment if they had cut everything that they should. Yeah, this is a anthology yeah. part, like part three or two or something. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with a better director, this storyline could have actually been adapted into an entertaining anthology piece. But unfortunately, that's not what we got. We got a really weird, uh, hod- a really weird hodgepodge of just insanity. And yeah, I couldn't follow it. I didn't like it. It was it. It genuinely irritated me watching this movie. Um, yeah, I can't recommend anything about it. So hard, hard, hard pass on this movie. No, thank you. No one should watch it. Um, yeah, no. Michaela, what do you think? I appreciate the representation of Wisconsin. I think that <laughs> yeah, interesting aspect. Like now, yeah, so this episode are made is brought Wisconsin. to you by the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, represent. Well, <laughs> not a lot of movies are made in Wisconsin, and not a lot of them are about like rural Wisconsin, especially. So, like the first now we know why. The first 20 minutes, I was like, this feels familiar. Like, I can kind of relate to this. Like, right? I was like, I want to kill myself right now. I think this is about Wisconsin. Well, I, I like, like yeah, I like Wisconsin too. There's a lot of things <laughs> I like about Wisconsin, and like, I don't know. To me, like, be like having family from Wisconsin and stuff. Like, the idea of coming like to someone's house for the holidays and like someone's cleaning a deer and all that stuff. Like, that was all very familiar to me. So, mm-hmm. um, that I was like, okay, I can get on board with this. And like, I could tell it actually was Wisconsin too. Like, yeah. right away, I was like, that is definitely actual Wisconsin. Um, so that's cool. Uh, that being said, I was not entertained by any aspect of this movie beyond that. Uh, longest 87 minutes I've watched in a very long time. Um, before we got in the air, we were talking about how we're doing like our end of the year research right now. And I've watched a lot of bad movies uh, that have come out in 2020 and watching bad ones for the freak show in the middle of that is not helping. <laughs> um, <laughs> my patience is wearing very thin for movies like this. And yeah, I agree with what Holly said. Like if, if it sounds like a part we were describing was cool, like it's really not how you're picturing it in your head. It's really not like that. And it's too bad because like it could be an awesomely bad movie, but it's just there's no plot. There's no there's no nothing. There's nothing is defined in this movie at all. And in the chat, we just kept saying, like, what is happening? What is happening? But also, like, 
why is anything happening? There's no reason for any of this to be happening. Yeah, this movie is totally devoid of any logic. Yeah, like, and it's any. it's and when you don't know why anything is happening or what's happening, there's not re- you don't really care. So there, mm-hmm. there was no stakes because I don't know why it's happening in the first place, um, and I don't know who these people are or anything. And it takes so long in 87 minutes to get to any of the action. It's like the last 20 minutes of the movie, and it. Yeah, it's just there's nothing worth checking out here. Um, we this is too much vinegar syndrome failure lately. We really need to like if we're gonna keep watching their trash, they need to start paying us for this because we've watched a lot lately. <laughs> and Sean, your friend's not allowed to pick movies anymore. That, that's, no, that's very true. This that's, is twice I mean, really close again, together. Again, it all I am the final say in what comes on this show. So blame me as much, but yeah, David, I'm never listening to you again. So yeah, that, that's a hard hard pass. Uh, Colin, what did you think? Well, at least Sean has to screen it. I think that's the thing. If David recommends a movie, Maybe. then you got to watch right. screen it first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know what you're getting into. No, this is, it's a cheap piece of shit movie that, you know, you're going to have people trying to defend it because they're contrarians or they're trying to figure it out, calling it avant-garde or experimental or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's basically some guy with his head so far up his own ass that uh, he thinks he's making something on a great theme, right? Which we can't discern what it is. It's like, if you're, this movie doesn't work. I can't tell why people are doing anything that they're doing, what they're thinking about what they're doing. Uh, any, you know, what relationship this scene has to the one that came before it or the one that's coming after it, you know? And then it's like, well, no, it's just, it's art. You're just supposed to watch art and get a feeling off of it, right? That's what art, art's subjective. It's in the eye of the beholder. Go fuck yourself. It's a movie. It's supposed to in some ways, but God damn it, you're not going to give it to me. But both Possession and Beyond the Black Rainbow are goddamn masterpieces compared to this movie. So I'm gonna, I don't get, I'm getting, I'm getting the side eye. But the, oh, oh, Holly's thinking about it. She's almost like, man, this movie was really bad. Um, so no, she's shaking her head. Okay, uh, no, I mean you gotta, yeah, I think it was, uh, it's a joke. You know, basically, Shutter said this, uh, whatever, uh, something Christmas gem. Forgotten for you. Like, go with. Yeah. It's the vinegar syndrome marketing like, department. We found this yeah. movie in a bin with the 30 other ones that we bought. There's two that we actually want to put out, but we'll, we'll figure out a way to restore these things painstakingly, which I appreciate. I appreciate they're doing that. But then it's like, well, then, you know, it's like, and we're so hungry for that 80s uh magic right that now they're basically yeah. taking shit that fell through the cracks there it's like it's like an undiscovered lost 80s movie because they it has all want to have synth- their miami connection right they're yeah. all hoping that's what's going to happen yeah because you or the blood rage right because i seriously yeah. think like blood rage only became a thing since it was put out by arrow you know i, I mean no one had fucking heard of that goddamn movie before that now it's a you know thanksgiving classic so i think you know everybody's looking for the next one of those so to do that because as horror fans we're like the only group of people who will do this or the only you know like yeah movie fandom who will just keep diving down like because you got to have more it's like you got to have a fix so you're you keep on going like you know, show me what's next show me what's next i'll decide whether it's good or not just you know i don't care just as long as i'm aware that it's there let's watch it this and is colin talking to himself in yeah. the basement what, do you recognize yourself in what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> yes, I, of course okay. I do. Of so, course I do. Okay, so I'm not that far <laughs> off then. Um, I just don't have a basement. Yeah. Stay away from this movie, Sean. 
Uh, as a recommendation to you, I'm having just experienced it myself. I'm going to save you the pain of having to go through uh, Bloodbeat and uh, go watch something else that's uh, better. That could be damn near any other movie uh, that you uh, that you find uh, anywhere. So I guess that's that's four people <laughs> saying no. To, uh, and we're the sane ones. That's what it comes down to. Everybody's, you know, if they're going to go and defend the four stars, look at those people with uh, kind of a sideways glance. Oh, we still have to see what Sean thinks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. That's I just assumed. That's true. Yeah, you right. I thought you went first. I'm sorry. It look doesn't at it. all end this with you, Colin. This is the fucking show, the movie that broke the Saturday Night Freak Show. Sean, what'd you think? It really is. We 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 fucking I, we gave up on this movie. We got to the end and and our uh, in our discussion and we we're just like I don't know. I think it ended. Maybe it's still on somewhere. I don't know. Um, we live in a wonderful time. Uh, I think. Um, in that we have so many, uh, there's so many boutique uh, movie umbrellas out there now who are finding things that we would have otherwise not heard about, restoring them, and at times giving us such classics as uh, Blood Rage. Um, but there is an argument for certain movies being lost to time, I think. And that argument is Bloodbeat. Um, I don't understand why anybody would, I get that. We've seen some weird shit that's been restored before, but this one really like I got question marks popping up. I'm like, was this kinda, really it worth? Baffles, it kind of baffles me that people spent time restoring this. Right. This is one I can't see it being worth the final product to take the time to restore this movie. Yeah, but you don't uh, know I, what it is until you see it. So you gotta buy somehow. Well, like, I know. Yeah. So they win. They win. Well, it's true. Um, I I can't imagine sitting down seeing this and like, yeah, we should restore this. And I mean, but again, I think, Colin, you're right. We need out there. We we need another fix. And now everyone's like, oh, uh, uh, Arrow Video uh, is re-releasing this after being lost for 30 years. It must be something. And then, you know, we get you can end up with shit like this. Um, I got mad at this movie most of the way through when the mom starts having her first like spiritual talking to with the samurai in the middle of the living room. I just, it's so, it's very boring. And that is, uh, it's one of the greatest faults you can have as a movie. Um, I did not like this. I'm very sorry for bringing it. Um, man, I gotta, I can take a look at my life choices because I'm just, it just, we're going to have a full t-shirt full of movies that I've made you guys sit through that have become t-shirts. And that's maybe not a goal I want for this show. So I will be looking at myself in the new year. And uh, I will be. I vow to make. I vow to make better decisions for my and your future. Until then, do not, on any level, watch Bloodbeat. Listeners, this is your chance to hold Sean accountable. You heard him say it. Yeah. There you go. This episode, yeah. Record, Sean. You can't go. You can't go back on it. I know. This is like a rocky episode until we got to mailbag, and then it's gold from there on out. Right. So. (laughs) <laughs> well, we hope that uh, I mean, if you stuck with us, you know, Holly, you have some major work to do next week. <laughs> you got to pull us, pull us out of a hole. We're watching something very different next week. Okay, okay. What's it going to be? What are we watching next week? Next week, uh, we're watching. We've been talking about watching a good Sasquatch movie for a while. I don't know if it's oh, going to be good, but boy. it's a Sasquatch movie. Oh no! <laughs> we're, we're watching Night Claws. Mike, what the hell is that? <laughs> I hope it's like a Santa Claus a pun. 
You might recognize a few people. It's it. I, I apologize. It's not actually a holiday movie, but only there was Collins. So yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll be fine. I think we've had. Did we not get enough holiday movie with this movie we just watched? Uh, maybe, that's maybe. True. Okay, all right. So that's next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. We're watching Night Claws. What year? What? Yeah. What? What was this made? Just so we could track it down. 2012. 2012's uh, Night Claws. I'm scared. I'm feared. Uh, on the Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, boils and ghouls, the basement is going dark. <laughs>